We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Good afternoon, everyone. Cheryl Lynn here with the Joyly Podcast again, and we are living the Joyly lifestyle. Today, we have Roy on our t- on our uh, show today, and Roy is with... Weave. And you are located in Utah. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in Utah with Weave right now. Yeah, Weave. Um, we are growing like a weed. Um, Utah <laughs> happens to be one of the more exciting tech um, uh, areas in the country. We're known as Silicon Slopes. We have tremendous entrepreneurial talent. We've got a lot of unicorn companies that have emerged and come out of the country. And we're just an exciting place. And the lifestyle here, we have four seasons, great place to ski. Um, yeah, wonderful place to raise a family and to live. So very fortunate to live here and to do what we do here. So I'd love to hear a little bit about why your innovation is setting you apart from everyone else and a little bit about the award that you just won for for Weave as well. Yeah, so we are um, a platform. And what that means is, is that we help customers, particularly small businesses, really focus on the way that they interact and create amazing communication experiences with their customers. We are so focused on giving our small business customers the tools that they need to be competitive and really to create, you know, the type of personalized experiences that really make their customers enjoy and appreciate all of the things that they do with their uh, for the small business. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great platform. And I'm excited to talk about that and represent the company today. So was it your brainchild or was it your, I see you have two co-founders. So was it a collaboration or was it something that you came on to help in to support later on? Or tell me a little bit about how you got involved. Yeah. So um, I was not the founder of the business. I've come in, um, literally this company started back in 2011. Um, it was the brainchild of, a, of, of, a, of, a, of two gentlemen, Brandon Rodman and Clint Berry. They came together. They wanted to create a better phone system and a better way of communicating and engaging customers for dentists. We started off as a dental platform solution. And, um, and the company has just, uh, and the technology has just evolved over the past 10 years. And really just listening to customers observing what the needs are in the marketplace and really taking advantage of new technologies has really just helped evolve the platform to become what it is today, which is a leading platform for customer communication and engagement. So could you could you name some of the industries that you're um, helping out? And also, I'd love to hear a couple of stories about customer interaction. Like what is the success story from a pick a couple of customers and tell me what, what they say? You bet. So first of all, um, we, we, we focus on the dental market, um, the veterinary space, optometry, specialty medical, cosmetic medicine. Um, we just launched into home services, which is HVAC, electricians, plumbers. We really focus on industries that really have what we call recurring customer relationships and a high degree of communication importance and platform reliance. So anything that can help really cement the relationship between a small business and their customer through using 
things as a voice, a text, a chat, an email, any way that we can help really increase the the contact and the the relationship between a customer and their and their business. And really, you know, so think about this. If you've gone to the dentist, you've scheduled an appointment with the dentist. We've all gotten that text reminder that comes to comes to us by our phone. That was probably generated by Weave. It was probably us that generated that, reminding you that you had an appointment because we know that text is a very convenient way to remind people of an appointment. So we love that type of a communication and engagement experience. We also provide payments. So think about this. You know, you're uh, you want to receive a payment um, and uh, and you want to make a payment through a text message rather than going into the office and then having to stand in front of someone give your credit card. Well, we can have the small business customer or the small business just send out a text, a request for text um, to pay where a consumer can just literally get the text message, hit pay, and then enter their credit card credentials and then make a payment. So that's another engagement solution that we provide. If you want to request a review after you've had a customer visit your business, you the customer, hopefully they left satisfied. You can ask them after they've left, send them a, a request. Hey, would you be willing to fill out a review for me? And the customer customer obviously should do that for you, right? If they had a really good experience, that way you can really have the customer really speak about your company in a very favorable way so that other people who use reviews to make decisions about who they patronize um, can read that review and say, yeah, that sounds like a really good experience. So it keeps the small business owner focused on delivering great customer experience and service using our platform, but also using their customers as a way to get word of mouth about who they do, how they, how their service experience was. I just got my phone, uh, my text this morning from my dentist. So I'll have to check on who and how that got to me. I'm not sure how to evaluate that. But if I was a dentist, what, what did I do before this? And what am I saying about it now? Yeah. So mostly, you know, you have um, office staff that are going through the appointment calendar and they're saying, OK, here's the people I need to call today for t- appointments that have scheduled tomorrow. And it's a very laborious, a very um, manual process that takes them away from doing other things that they could be doing that are more productive and efficient. So what we do is we come in with technology. We automate that. We look at their schedules. We automatically send out and generate text reminders that then get pushed out to their customers. And it really just gives them more time back to do things that are much more um, you know, necessary and important to really improving the customer experience or doing things that really need to be done around the office. So that that's, that's what it would look like. Well, um, congratulations to the founders who came up with that and continued on to create a very um, much needed and very uh, probably widely used worldwide, am I right, um, software. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's not a small business that couldn't benefit from um, our platform and what we do and how we bring it all. We bring a bunch of unified technologies together, you know, whether it's scheduling reminders, whether it's payments, analytics, whether it's uh, fax capability, texting, we bring it all together in a simple to consume and easy to use platform experience for small business. But yeah, everybody could benefit from that. So as you know, our, our website is called um, Joyly, right? And basically Joyly is a holistic term that describes a vibrant lifestyle that includes happiness, um, which is a fleeting uh, emotion, yet it goes deeper. And so what we've done is we've elevated this conversation beyond just an occasional state of joy, like once in a while. Um, so we've observed hundreds of people all across the, uh, the world that sustain and activate a, the highest calibrated of, of emotion in humankind called joy. So two questions for you. I'm curious 
who are you that these amazing people hired you to run this organization of 800 or more people? And what drives you as a human being to um, be this joyful human being that I already know you are? Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Number one. Um, let, let me tell you what first thing I love. I love the name of your podcast. I love the word joy. One reason I love it is it's one letter removed from my name, Roy. So, you know, so it's very something something that really is, has meaning to me. As you can probably tell on the expression on my face, I, I love what I do each and every day. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. I can't wait to start the day. I'm a morning person, contrary to what maybe other people are. But I love the morning promises. And that is another day of being able to do your best and be your best. And so who am I? I am somebody who really thrives on leading people and really helping people find the true joy and satisfaction that comes in living a day in the life of a just a uh, of a human being and really finding purpose and meaning in that. And I think I've really been able to do that for myself, more importantly for others. And so I just want people to enjoy being around me. I, I think I need to be a really happy person. I'm really high energy. And so for me, it's really important that I can really be a catalyst for helping people find happy. I even tell people, if working for me doesn't make you happy, I want you to be happy. Go find someplace that will make you be, be happy because everybody deserves happiness. And so for me, it's just having a positive attitude and really, you know, just, just guiding to the things that really um, you know, make those around us happy, which brings us joy. And so for me, I think I'm the perfect person, not necessarily because I have everything that's needed. It's just because I, I view life with a sense of optimism that I hope is contagious and infectious for others. Man, I'm, I got goosebumps catching it from you. So whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. And I really like what you said. I think you framed the idea around happy and joy very well, better than most. The, the happy is go get happy. If, and, and that doesn't mean all day long and everything is, yeah. right? It's not a Pollyanna kind of thing, but it's it's a lot of little things that add up to becoming a, a more upbeat, positive human being. And then the, all those little moments add up into a joy state yeah. or a joyly state, as we call it. And it's so beneficial. I mean... I can just tell based on looking at you that there's physical benefits into having this sort of yeah. human side, you know, can, I bet you can count on a longer lifespan and, you know, just better physical health, lower blood pressure and things like that, as well as mental benefits like clear thinking, more creativity, you know, better coping skills. Wouldn't you agree that that all happens based on, um, based on how you wake up every day. So my question is how you wake up every day is really important. I'm curious who taught you that, where did that come from and how do you maintain and sustain it? I learned that uh, the people that are most productive and impactful are the people that take care of themselves first. And what I mean by that is health is very important. I believe being spiritual is very important. And I believe being mentally ready and prepared to face life's challenges each and every day is very important. I wake up at 4.30. I'm a, US, I'm a United States veteran. I was in the Navy for five years. I grew up as a military brat. My dad was in the, Navy, in the Air Force for over 20 years. And so I've always been around a military lifestyle. And very early on, I learned in my life, my dad was born on a farm in Texas. 
and he rose early. He taught me the, the principle of working early, but not only just waking early, but also preparing for the day early. And so for me, it, I love what you just outlined, because if I can wake early and follow the footsteps of my father in really teaching me how to prepare for the day, um, I can be a better servant to others because I have the energy, I have the mental capacity, I have the clarity of thought. I believe my our brains are like a lint roller. When I wake up in the morning, I have a clear tapestry of brain that all I do all for the rest of the day is just fill up my lint roller with lint of thoughts. And at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. I'm not as fresh as I was um, in the morning. And I look forward to getting a good night's sleep, waking in the morning with a clean lint roller and then starting over and being my best that I can possibly be for others. So my dad taught me that just rise early and, um, and value sleep after a long, hard day. So my dad has a, an incredible work ethic and, um, and it's something I learned from him very early on in my life. That's beautiful. Is he still with us? He is. He, he's still going. He's 83 years old. And, um, and you'll, you'll, you won't see another uh, 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 someone who's that age is as active and intellectually acute as he is. That's very cool. So it seems like um, I'm going to ask one more question about the business. And then I'd love to share the chair of joy experience with you, if you don't mind. We'd love that. Yeah. So when you're, I don't know if people are back in the office or not, but whether you're walking through the halls virtually or in person, what do you think that people can expect from you as this joyful human being? I guess I'm I'm asking you, how much energy and time do you give on being in a joyly state? I believe everyone deserves to be engaged and needs to be recognized. One of my most favorite things to do is to search out those that are alone, that feel like no one cares about them. I believe that the power of us as individuals to make people and others feel important is a power, it's like a superhero power. If you can just walk up to somebody and get out of the uncomfortable zone of of like, oh my gosh, is what do I say to them? You know, what am I going to embarrass myself? You know what? People all love to be noticed, recognized, engaged. And um, my power, my superhero power is, and if you can ask anybody at Weave, if I'm standing, I when I come in the office, I, I stand by the reception desk for about 10 to 15 minutes and I welcome everybody that comes into the office every day because if it's somebody I haven't known or I've never seen before I said hi I'm Roy what do you do for me let's talk tell me about yourself I believe that the so what I do and what people expect from me is to be engaged I feel terrible when I overlook someone but I I actually go out of my way to seek those that are either hiding or um and I'm also very aware of like someone because our countenance the way that we appear is says so much about what we're going through let me just tell you a quick story I was on a plane several years ago and I was sitting next to a gentleman and I could just tell he was struggling something within me just said Roy you need to just extend your hand and say hello introduce yourself and ask how this gentleman was doing and I did that and this gentleman had just come back from a funeral from his father and he was devastated why I just lost my mother not so long ago before I had met this gentleman. And we were able to talk about the the loss of 
of, of, of our parents. And we talked the whole entire flight. And when he was done, he said, I want to thank you so much because that was so therapeutic for me. And I realized that, wow, we're all going through stuff. And a simple extension of a handshake or an engagement of hello can do wonders to lift someone's spirit. And so um, that's what people expect from me. And that's what I love. That's the zest of life for me is to be able to influence and help others. So lovely and also rare. So based on what I see in the world, just having a CEO who can acknowledge me, let alone welcome me to the building is way above and beyond. So I just want to thank you for being who you are and what an amazing conversation I bet that everyone has. I mean, when you show up and you go to work, the idea is to go home, not just having a joyful day, but being able to carry that home into the evening, continuing the conversation. So I am sure that you are brought up many times um, within their family uh, units. So I think that's pretty incredible. And what a legacy to leave. Congratulations. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say that. Well, it's rare. You, I, I don't know if you know that or not, but it's rare and beautiful to hear. And I'm just, I, I get excited when I hear that's happening in the world. So thank you wow. for that. All right. So the chair of joy, I have more questions, a whole bunch on the other side yeah. of this. But I, I want to do this quick just because I want to um, just get these amazing answers that I know that we're going to tap into. So I just want you to relax for a few minutes. Um, and if you're in your uh, office, right, are you actually at the building? I am. I'm in my office. Yep. So if you could think of either at home or in the office, either way, but somewhere where there's a chair of joy, somewhere where you can maybe close the door and just sit away from the computer a little bit. What's the first chair that comes to mind? And it could be any chair anywhere, anytime. So it doesn't I'm not that concerned, but just whatever comes to mind. Yeah. um, You know, my favorite chair of joy, it would definitely be the deck on my home. Okay. Um, my wife and I spend a lot of time there. The reason it's my chair of joy, because my wife, we've been married for 35 years. She relishes the time that we spend on our back deck uh, talking and watching TV. And she says it's one of her happy places because it's where we spend a lot of time together. So any, the, my chair of joy is any, it, really any chair I spend where I'm sitting in um, and uh, being with my wife. So that's, we spend Aww. a lot of time there. Oh, I have a feeling it overlooks a mountainside somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I would spend a bunch of time there too, if I could. All right. So just really quick for this next part, but um, the idea of what we do is meditation, I think is such a powerful and spiritual um, process, but I also think a lot of people get they, they maybe don't do it because they feel like they get it wrong. Um, I think only 300 or so million people in the United States meditate. And that's about 15% of people actually feel like they're getting some real value on it, which is really low numbers to me. Like, I don't get it. So this chair of joy process is really just an opportunity to up level that and to continue to elevate the conversation. So here we go. It's a simple practice. So your feet are on the ground. Yep. You're sitting in your chair of joy. And we just start naturally breathing. I like to think of ocean waves in and out. So this is not a closed eye experience. This is just fun and you and me talking and something that's easily repeatable. So just kind of ocean breath in, ocean breath out as I'm talking. And um, I want you to tell me one thing that you see when you're sitting in your chair of joy, like physically, what do you see? I see the mountains. Okay. And just really pay attention to the mountains, the cliffs, the valleys, and uh, really see what you can see. And also, what do you hear, just briefly? I hear uh, birds. 
Lots of birds. Any cars or planes or anything like that? No, no, oh. I hear birds. Yeah, I hear birds. <laughs> okay, beautiful. So just continue the breathing and think about what you can see and hear when you're sitting in your chair of joy. And also think of your thoughts. Like I'm sure as a CEO, you have 80,000 thoughts popping through your brain you know, every minute or all day long. Think of the, those as fish. They're just kind of getting under the ocean. This is where stillness is. This is where um, they get to collaborate, these fish, and come up with new ideas and outcomes and create more for you, which is what we all want. But we're so busy going so fast that we never, never take the time. So there you are sitting in your chair of joy. And I want you to take one more deep breath in. And I want to see if you can tap into one of your most joyful moments of your entire life. So it could have been when you were a little guy or it could have been this morning or yesterday or anywhere in between. But just one thing, if you could just tell me one thing that you could tap into in just a couple words. Finally, a better way to hold your phone. Introducing Steady Straps. Made here in the USA, Steady Straps are high quality, flexible straps that adjust to hold virtually any phone comfortably and securely. Steady Straps are washable and come in a wide range of colors and styles. See them all at SteadyStraps.com because they're so visible, they're the perfect promotional item to advertise your company message or logo. Learn more at SteadyStraps.com. That's SteadyStraps.com. Swimming with my mother. My mother's German, and uh, I, my dad's from Texas, so I'm, I'm, I'm German chocolate is what I tell people. Um, <laughs> my, my mother, being European, um, loved uh, to swim, and I see swimming with her was one of my favorite things to do. And yeah, that's, that's wonderful. How old were you at, at that juncture? Oh, gee, I, my mother put me in the pool when I was two or three years old, so oh. I've been swimming like a fish my whole life. So, and What's your mom's name? Her name is Edith Wilhelmina Bold Banks. Yeah. yeah. Edith Banks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So one more ocean breath in. And see if you can tap into one more memory. I don't know if we can top that one with Edith and swimming with mom, but if we could tap into one other moment in your life, anytime, anywhere, any place, something that was just like my life is just working out. When was that? When we had our first grandchild. Ooh, what's the to see to see your children and then the propagation of posterity through your children, you realize that even when I'm gone, um, I will live on through my posterity. And I think uh, it's just beautiful to see the procreative influence that that has going forward. I will, whether I'm here or not, I I will always have something here left behind in this world, and it will be my posterity, and that's a beautiful thing. So. Just seeing my children have children. Wow. I can't believe I lived that long and I'm grateful for that opportunity. So it was a sweet day. Sweet How day. many do you have already, sir? Um, we have two. We have two. Okay. I have six children and um, we have we have two grandchildren, Luke and Olivia. Congratulations. Three, Thank you. Wow, that's awesome. Luke and Olivia. So thank you for sharing that. If you could just let the moment of mom sort of resonate from your head to your toe and just see it and feel it. And the same with your first grandbaby being born, Luke or Olivia, whichever or both. And uh, just let that sort of resonate from your head to your toe. And I'm wondering if you can tell me the connecting word for those two memories. If you could tie those two memories together with one little word, what would the word be? It's love. And if you could put love in a container of some kind, I'm going on the extended version with you here now. That's usually where it ends, but um, I want to go a little bit further. If you could put love in a container, uh, something that we could carry with us, what would you put it in? Um, I would put it in the biggest receptacle I could find because I think there's so much of it available that I would love to share it with more people. 
Yeah, so I would, I would uh, liberally share that with everyone that I came into contact with. So is this as big as a house or an airplane or is it unlimited or what is this container? More like an oil tanker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the next part is funny then. So you and me are going on a trip to, let's go to Bali. And uh-huh. you and me are going on a trip and we're going to take this oil tanker. We must have to put it underneath. Some people say a glass jar, but let's put this on. Let's strap it to the bottom of the airplane. Yeah. Anyway, we put, we've got love in this container. There's a couple of thousand uh, people, CEOs specifically, at the end of the runway when we get there. And they don't get this, that this extended love, passion, expansion, elevation that you have um, to celebrate joy on a regular basis. What would you say to them if you could? I would tell them uh, that the way that you tap into that is you have to learn to be a servant of others and to others. It's through service that we find um, ways to express and show love to others. You know, it's not it's not the things that we say, it's the things that we do. And the best way to tap into that is, you know what, we're here. My job is to lead people to find their better selves. And when you love someone, loving someone is the enabling agent that helps people find their their better selves. And that's what I think leadership is all about. Interesting, because uh, you said you're there to uh, help people better themselves. There was nothing about KPIs or bottom lines or anything like that. So amazing once again. And I think that a lot of times we have it mixed up, right? And so we always think that one day that we'll be able to help other people or serve. Once we get all these little check marks over here complete, then we can do those things. Yeah. uh, You know what? KPIs are a byproduct of, 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 of the good work that people do. Um, You know, focusing on a KPI, KPI is the end result or a measurement, and it can be a goal. But, you know, what helps us get there is we hire people, we work with people, we develop people. And when you do that, that's where the focus should be. And then you you measure that. And it's a reflection on me and how I'm doing. I tell people as CEO, I have three I have three things I do. I provide vision. I, I make the decisions no one else is paid to make. And I provide the resources to uh, execute the vision. That's all I do. And I need to make sure that I'm investing in people and helping others find um, their true selves and what they're capable of doing. And uh, that's what's been done for me. So it's a very, it's not complicated, yet it's very difficult to come to terms with that. I don't think all of us as CEOs, male or female, have necessarily found that. And I'm just glad at the age of 54 that, um, that I've done that. Awesome. I'm glad you've done that too. And and to be such a leader, not just for your teams, but for other CEOs as well. So the chair of joy, let me just recap a little bit. So I really appreciate that uh, you were very clear with your visions. And would you agree that we raise the vibration of joy in your body just by that tiny little exercise? Uh, yeah, this has made my day. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so could you see how that might impact uh, a whole corporation if we learned a practice or we each could understand what a chair of joy feels like or looks like? I, I could. It's very kinetic. It's very kinetic. It, I, I see how this, I mean, the transference of your energy to me is, just, uh, it, I, I can see how this chair of joy exercise would be very inspiring and uplifting to others as well. Absolutely. So wait till you go home and tell your wife, oh, honey, well, I got a new name for my chair and, and where's yours? And you, let's go sit in our chair of joy. <laughs> it will no longer be the deck furniture. It will be, let's go sit on the chair of joy. So you, we, we, I will rename that in your honor. 
<laughs> so it, it is my passion to celebrate people like yourself and to to really just focus and give attention to this conversation because it is so very important what you do. I wanted to uh, tap into this real quick. If you could wave a magic wand and have no obstacles, no, re no all the resources under the sun, what one thing would you address and why? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you very easily. I would wish and hope for that we could all focus on what unites us rather than what divides us. The discourse in our world, and even more acutely here in our country, is so vitriol. We, at the end of the day, we all share more in common than I think the media and perhaps the hyperbole would suggest. We, we all want the same thing. We all want peace, love, safety. We want, um, you know, well wishes for our, our fellow citizens, our fellow men. And, uh, but yet we, we still focus on what we look like, our genders, you know, our politics. It becomes so divisive and it's so easy to focus on what separates us and divides us, but it's easier to focus on the things that unite us if we will just put aside those differences and really focus on the beauty of diversity and what, um, and how we all share the same and similar goals and objectives. So that would be my wish. I feel like you 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 are on the side that there is more you already said it more commonality but that we can't hear it or feel it or see it because we're so focused on the human suffering right and what's broken yeah. and because we watch the news way too much it's That's exactly right. Yeah, it's just it's just it's uh, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You know, you you know, one of the things I do is I seek for the serenity of the morning to me because it's like my sacred time to just like be in my own thoughts and not have to listen to what's going on around me. And um, I love that. I love that, that time to commune with my own thoughts and, and really not allow the influences of, of the media and the world to really get me down. And I, I would hope that I could bring that to the world around me. I know you don't see it, but I'm an African-American. I'm half African-American. My mom's German, right? But it, race didn't come up until I talked about it. And I'm only saying it because it doesn't matter. You know, I tell people I'm not a black CEO. I'm a CEO that happens to be black that, that, you know, it's, it's perspective. Right. And for me, I just wish that we would stop focusing on, on those things. And that's, that's, that's what I'm all about. I'm, I'm here to help people understand that we all are more common than we think. And if we allow the, uh, the noise and the distractions of differences, diversity and difference is very different, by the way, diversity is not focusing on difference. Diversity is, is a rich blend of who we all are and how we make up the world. And I, I want that. We, we had, uh, I'm sorry for this, but last, last week in, um, here in Salt Lake City, we had a thing called the Living Color Gala. And it was a celebration of the diversity of, of Utah, the Utah business community. And it was awesome. We had transgender, we had Polynesians, we had African-Americans, we had Caucasians. We had all these people in this huge ballroom at the Grand America downtown. And it was wonderful to see all these people and the celebration of all these different accomplishments that people of all these different backgrounds. And the thing that united us all together was the idea that diversity was strength and that was making us better. And I just, I loved it. So, yeah. I bet that uh, that's going to sit in your soul for a long time. What an amazing event. Were you, was Weave part of that? 
Yeah, we were one of the sponsors and I presented the final award. I, I presented the, the, the final award to a group of African-Americans that were focusing and tackling the problem of mental health among the African-American community because mental health, there's a stigma among the African-American community. And so the good work that they're doing, but you know what? It, it, it was just, it was just awesome that there's groups that are doing good work and being recognized for that on a diverse basis. So. I love That's it. amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. So I have an ask for you. My ask is that, so this is the chair of joy that I've taken to over 35 cities and about seven to 800 people have already sat in it. So we're just getting started. And so my ask is that, could you sit in your chair of joy more often than you already do? So I don't know what that looks like, or seems like you do it pretty, pretty often. Um, and then at some point, I would love to get some feedback from you about how that might show up differently for you going on as far as, you know, how um, how does it impact your day when you focus more on the joy that you're already doing it, but a little bit more. I don't know if it's possible, but <laughs> it's always, there's always everything. There's always more possibility. Yeah. And when I have a and, uh, you've not met my wife, but um, she makes sitting in the chair of joy easy and uh, and desirable. So um, I sure. always do that. <laughs> you know what? And life is all about energy, too. And I can feel that, you know, we what a brilliant name for, for our company on so many levels. But um, just, you know, you're using weaving your energy, you know, throughout the the community, right? And and the world with what it is that you do and how you show up every day. And so I just, I'm just enamored. So thank you for being who you are and for being on our show. And any final takeaways you'd like to leave today? No, I just want to thank you and say thank you for the good work that you're doing. I, I think that this is such a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful product that you produce. And I'm excited to continue to follow and watch and learn from this because I think that we need more of this. This is exactly the message that I wanted to take to the world. You're helping in that. And so I really appreciate the platform and the work that you're doing. So you're, you're amazing. And um, thank you very much on behalf of not only myself, but all of the guests that you've had on this on this podcast. Oh my gosh, You're, I appreciate you so very much. So thank you very much, Roy from Weave. And uh, that's it for today. And I appreciate everyone joining in and listening again. And I ask all of you to please find your chair of joy and to please get there three times a day. It impacts everything we do from our emails to our phone calls, to our sales, to our conversations with our relationships at, at home. So please, please, please find a chair of joy and sit in it often. And I'm open to phone calls and discussions and um, processes to show you the way. So Again, thank you, Roy, and everybody have a great day, and I will talk to you again on our next podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.